And welcome to our Jackson home. I'm Kevin Adelsberger, and we have uh, multiple guests with me today for uh, this episode of our Jackson home. Uh, if you would just start and introduce yourselves, and yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. My name is Stephen Prescott. Um, I was one of the first students who did Dev Catalyst, and uh, I've been in the program for two or three years now. So uh, I've got a little bit of experience with it. Okay. I'm Kimberly Colbert, and I'm from Chester County High School, and uh, we've just completed our first year of the uh, Deaf Catalyst program and computer science program. Awesome. And I'm Molly Flyler. I work here at the Co. as their Educational Outreach Coordinator. Uh, and so today we're talking about Dev Catalyst, and Molly, why don't you give us a little, like a one-sentence, two-sentence, kind of what is Dev Catalyst? Okay, Debt Catalyst is a program that we target for high schools uh, all across the nation uh, to help schools implement computer science uh, curriculum into the schools. Then the awesome perk of the program is that we have a competition component and the winners of the Dev Catalyst competition get to go on an all-expense-paid trip to San Francisco where we tour tech companies such as LinkedIn, Google, and Pivotal Labs. That's awesome. Well, let's let's talk more about that trip in a little bit. But um, so, Stephen, you you've been a participant in the program. Why why did you? Uh, what led you to join the program? Um, right. So when I was fourteen, um, I did research around a lot of things related to computer science, and I was trying to get into functional programming. And I remember I shared that interest with my high school computer science teacher at Madison Academic. Um, who I was incredibly lucky to have access to uh, during an entry-level computer class my freshman year. And so Mrs. Deloach, Vicki Deloach, would point me in the direction of resources, mainly books that were kind of understandable, but clearly intended for someone on a higher level than a high schooler. And so I was reading um, Structure and Interpretation and writing this recursive lisp, and it really wasn't cutting it. And so we all later learned that that problem wasn't just isolated to me, but many other students who really wanted to learn how to code and build stuff, you know, from iPhone games to websites. And so at that point, I think it became clear to everyone that there was a desire to learn these skills in Jackson, Tennessee, and surrounding areas, and that someone needed to do something to bring them in. And that's when I was introduced to the program and mm -hmm. Dev Catalyst and so forth. Okay. So you, you kind of started from a desire you had. Yeah, but the, the opportunity wasn't really there mm -hmm. to go into it the way I wanted to, and that's what the program did for me. That's awesome. Um, Kimberly, how did you, how did, you know, did they like, hey, we need someone to do this, or you drew the short straw, or? <laughs> <laughs> they, um, actually, there was a consortium grant with Southwest Tennessee Development District mm -hmm. and Pathways to Prosperity, and they actually, called a few of us in, a couple of us in, and they were just talking about the possibilities of building this curriculum, and they wanted to know if there was anyone, you know, that we thought that we could get to teach it. Mm -hmm. And I have a computer science degree. Okay. And I've been teaching computer applications uh, for many years. But uh, I, b before I started teaching in, 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 the, um, in our county, I was a technology consultant for the Department of Education. Oh, okay. When they actually uh, put the computers into the classrooms and connected them, so I'm getting to see this full circle, mm -hmm. which is exciting too. But, but 
is when they asked if there was anybody, I was very excited. Yeah. And after 28 years of teaching, I honestly was excited to, mm. to start the new year for the, for the first time. Probably ever. <laughs> we will uh, we'll cut that part out later. <laughs> but, uh, and and Molly, uh, you have a background in education as well because we went through co-starters together. Correct. I um, have eleven years of classroom experience um, in both uh, business and marketing, and also in the sciences. Uh, so when the opportunity came to come to the Co and work with a program like Dev Catalyst, it was a, a neat marriage uh, for me of getting in a, a STEM area, but uh, still uh, giving students these marketable skills where regardless to what their path is after high school, whether they're going to a four-year university, whether they're looking for industry certification, or whether they want to uh, take the skills that they've learned in the program and look for those entry-level developer positions, uh, they now have that, that skill set to, to go out there and, and do whatever they would like to do in the tech industry. And for, for me, when Molly, Molly came on board halfway through the program, and as an educator, uh, especially for a computer science educator, you're, you're usually the only uh, educator in that building with that subject. So you mm -hmm. don't have mm -hmm. anyone to uh, collaborate with. Yeah. So when Molly contacted me, it's just instant. Uh, BFFs. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, well, it's nice to know that you have somebody um, who understands where you're coming from as an educator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it has sort of created a network with all of our coding mm -hmm. teachers, uh, especially in the West Tennessee area, where exactly what Kim described, where they are the only person in their building and sometimes their school system mm -hmm. teaching coding classes. Um, and now they have this, this nice network of educators that are doing the same thing they're doing. Now, you have a background in computer science. Mm -hmm. Do most of the teachers or most actually do not and that's the really neat thing about mm -hmm. dev catalyst is we use an interactive online learning platform mm -hmm. um, and we also offer professional development uh, courses and opportunities for educators so if a school system has a educator who maybe has a like business technology background or uh, maybe they were teaching a computer applications course, but they've mm -hmm. never actually um, coded before. They can use our curriculum, they can go through our training, and it really gives them the tools they need where they then can go into the classroom and teach the material and, and really build a strong program. And where, where, you know, you said it was all over, but where are some specific places that this is being done? Well, the neat thing about the program is exactly what Stephen said, is that there was the initial uh, focus here in the Jackson-Madison schools where students wanted to learn this. Mm -hmm. they, just, they just didn't have the course that would teach them these skills mm -hmm. and, and go through this content. Uh, so we started here in Jackson with the public schools, and since then we've branched out all across Tennessee. Um, we have a school in Vermont that participated this year, uh, several schools yeah, in Memphis, you know, going into East 
uh, Tennessee. So this has really grown into something that started out as, you know, the little schools here in Jackson or the small number of schools in Jackson and, and now we're all over, uh, public and private schools, charter schools. Uh, we actually have a group of homeschoolers that have talked about adding in uh, mm. as well in the fall. That's awesome. And Kimberly, you teach in the Chester County Schools. Um, what is a day in the life of a Dev Catalyst teacher like? Let's skip breakfast and <laughs> let's go to the. Let's just go to the class part. Sounds good. Um, a day in uh, a computer science classroom is different than your typical classroom because you can give direction to it, but you do not know where the day is going to take you. Um, but the the kids in the classroom take a huge responsibility for what the day looks like. Mm -hmm. they, get to, they get to decide that, but even with that, with discovery learning, um, much like it is for the rest of us that work, we, we, don't, we start out and we don't know where our day is going to take us. And when you're problem solving, that you just you don't ever know. Yeah, so are the students doing different things? The, the students are doing, um, yes, the, the students are engaged in different learning mm -hmm. and different uh, levels and even within that project. So it, the, to me one of the benefits is being allowed to work at your own pace. Mm -hmm. And when you have a problem, uh, most of the kids, they want to solve it by themselves, yeah. you know, but yet they have that resource of asking other people and the freedom to get up and move around and, and have others to come in and collaborate with them. And we, we just all work together. So you might have one student learning CSS at level one mm -hmm. and you might have another student at CSS at level 10. I'm just making up levels and you might have a student doing HTML or JavaScript or PHP. Mm -hmm. All in the same room, all at the same time. All in the same room, all at the same time, and uh, they're just they're they're learning mm -hmm. to ask for help when they uh, have exasperated some of their efforts, and um, it's just the process of learning to work collaboratively, mm -hmm. you know, to to gain for the group and not just for yourself too, mm -hmm. but also we. Uh, work on projects a lot too. So mm -hmm. then we have some things that we're working on together so that we can work on that skill and then expand that. Steven, sounds like there could be some challenges with that learning process. Yeah, um, there were a few actually. So when you're working in an environment where you have a lot of people, like she said, doing different things, um, it's important that you stay on track. Mm -hmm. So while everybody's doing different things, there still needs to be a guideline for what different things you can do. So mm -hmm. if you want to take the um, CSS track and you will learn, you know, a lot of complex CSS design and all these classes and pseudo classes, you can do that. But, you know, you go so far with it and then somebody else is also going so far with it. So you always want to make sure you have somebody you can collaborate with. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the internet too, it's been a great resource. So even when our teachers are helping someone on a different track, we could always um, jump on the internet, stack overflow on the forums, and we could find somebody else who had that exact same problem. Yes. Yeah. 
the solution was out there. We just had to look for it. Did you have a friend that you made? Did you have a like someone you made a friend with during this to help you with those projects? Yes. Um, so I had Ashkan, and we were kind of competing pretty fiercely at first. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of downplayed that later on, but we would stay up late and we would wake up early and we'd be um, trying to see who could best one another on the charts, but. Later on, it became a bit of a joke, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were able to make that kind of this, the, the point of entry, so whenever somebody would ask us about the program, we could kind of turn that around into something that was good-spirited, and mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I was able to have someone who I could, you know, compete back and forth with, yeah, and in a fun a way. relationship with, absolutely. And you guys ended up creating the app for competition yeah. too this year. We made an app for cross country students, or for cross country students and teachers rather. Okay, and what did that app do? So, it, um, most importantly, it helps cross country coaches uh, track their students' times mm-hmm. when they're running, and so they can compare those times um, or laps in the app with the. It gives um, a host of analytical data basically about who's the fastest, mm-hmm. um, who's the slowest, uh, and a lot of other, just a ton of details that we're able to, once we can collect, analyze, and provide information back on, mm-hmm. and provide that data. So it's, it's, it was an opportunity for us to play around with a lot of um, data processing because we're taking a lot of data and we have to find ways to use it productively <laughs> and so that's generally what that was it was a, an opportunity for us to take data and try to analyze it and display it to the user and the guess the big challenge Molly is to try to win the trip definitely um, we have multiple competition categories and so for our first year students our novice coders their goal is to design a five-page website Mm -hmm. Um, so they do the website they complete an interview Uh, we look at the coursework that they've done throughout the year and from that uh, pool of students we judge all the projects and we decide um, who our top coding champions are Mm -hmm. and then we invite them on the San Francisco trip. Mm -hmm. Um, Now for our higher level students, we uh, also have competition categories this next year in advanced web design, uh, app development, um, and those students, if they've not been on the trip before, they have an opportunity to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have, like Steven, won multiple years, uh, then we have other cool uh, tech prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, students could potentially win an iPad mini or an Apple Watch. And, okay. and so we try to uh, build a program where students can participate on multiple levels. Um, we have varying prizes. Um, of course, the San Francisco trip is the ultimate yeah. prize. Um, and that's just a really neat opportunity um, because we take our top coding teachers and these top students. We tour companies such as Google and LinkedIn and uh, Pivotal. Um, and it's a, it's a neat thing when you have uh, tech professionals who take the time to speak with yeah. high school students? Absolutely. Um, because you you usually have a um, an openness that maybe these professionals would not always 
give to another adult. Mm -hmm. um, but it's neat for them to give advice about what they wish they knew as a high schooler. Um, you know, tracks in life they could take. Um, you know, sharing some of the challenges in the industry, sharing a lot of the rewards of the industries. Uh, Pivotal Labs has been amazing every year about doing some kind of workshop with the students. So this year um, we had Janice taking the students through a UX workshop, which is something that user experience, user experience workshop, right? Which is, you know, something that she has actually gone to the White House and done a similar workshop mm -hmm. with those staffers. Um, so the fact that we have high school students going through this experience at their company, um, it's, it's a really neat thing to see. That's awesome. Well, let's head into the, the last break and we'll kind of talk about what the future holds for Dev Catalyst and maybe some of the students. So, so from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson home. And we're back with our Jackson home. I'm here with Stephen, Kimberly, and Molly from Dev Catalyst. Kimberly, um, you know, as an educator, one of the things you're doing is setting your students up for the future. Um, how do you feel you're preparing your students for the future with Dev Catalyst? Uh, when I first started out uh, in the program, I was very much concentrated uh, just on the coding and the programming. Mm -hmm. And then uh, being exposed to the Dev Catalyst trip and being able to sit down with employees at LinkedIn and uh, Pivotal and Google employees, um, the takeaway for me was that it's a good reminder that it's not all about the coding. Mm -hmm. And in the big picture of things, the, the entrepreneurship of it, mm -hmm. the um, uh, digital um, graphic designers, uh, the, just the problem solvers and the ability to think outside of the box and um, I just and, and then of course coding on top of that as well yeah obviously but even for people that want to have businesses it's just uh, it just has expanded mm -hmm. uh, the area of computer science and not just the coding and programming yeah and with you know, there's some jobs that open up to people that they wouldn't, right. most, that most high schoolers don't have an option for. No. And so, what, you know, can people walk into a job out of high school with this or? They can. And that's the other thing I've learned. And uh, being able to uh, learn this from the Team Treehouse modules or code.org and these websites. I mean, there's just a huge movement in this nation, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, if you look at the, st the stats, there's like 550,000 computer science jobs, and we only graduated 40,000 in, yeah. in our own nation. There's so an opportunity there. Great opportunities, and they're at different levels. Stephen, um, you are going to be a freshman at Austin P uh, in the fall? Yes, in the fall. And so... Uh, you know, you've been in Code Catalyst for two or, three, two or three years now. What has it set you up to do? Um, Education-wise, I want to get um, two computer science degrees. So I want to get the first degree, um, and then I want to take a, a little while off, and I want to get some work experience, mm -hmm. and then I want to go back again. But it's, um, 
it's kind of bittersweet leaving the program, mm-hmm. but I know that there it's set up now and it's established, so it's going to benefit a lot of other people later on, and that's something that's very um, inspiring to me. So I know that the desire for these basic tech skills it, it, it's there, and it's not just in you know the large West Coast cities, mm-hmm. but it's everywhere from these niche places and not necessarily Jackson but it's it's everywhere you go and so I think um, that there's this obligation to to give back and to to provide the community with the resources to tackle that desire that people have to learn these skills and that's what's most important to me so I like to use my my degrees to um, to provide that same type of support that I receive yeah other people who want to learn and you you had some desire to learn this stuff before the program came along but do you think you would have gotten to where you are at this point without Dev Catalyst um I think it would have taken a lot longer mm-hmm. like probably been later in um college years later so yeah I definitely wouldn't have gotten the knowledge so you might have a four year head start on what your life would have been exactly and knowing what I wanted to do so instead of going to college and then you know kind of flip-flopping for the first two years yeah knowing what you want to do or you wait till your senior year yeah and just shoot something <laughs> and then you just stick with it and you're like I'm going to graduate and then I'll figure it out <laughs> one so. of the things when we were introduced to the pivotal employees they were amazed that we were a high school mm-hmm. and they were just they didn't know that it existed in their high schools too and they it was neat they were like they were expecting that we were college. Yeah. But you could hear the uh, uh, the murmuring of high school. Yeah. <laughs> that is. So, Dev Catalyst has the opportunity, I think, to really change our area for sure. Um, what how, what is changing about Dev Catalyst other than the name? We should re- reference if you've heard of other programs. What was it? What did it, can you? Well, formally, uh, the program started out as uh, Code Catalyst. So, if you've heard of Code Catalyst. It's been changed to Dev Catalyst. Correct. So same thing. Same thing. Same program. Um, but we went ahead and altered the name to Dev Catalyst because mm-hmm. we wanted to have a better reflection of how the program is developing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas initially, you know, we were thinking this was all going to be just code. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting to expand out into other tech-related areas. Uh, For example, we are really excited about a new competition category this year. Uh, It's the Raspberry Pi Project. So uh, to hit more of the the maker personality. If you don't know what a Raspberry Pi is, it's a $35-ish computer that... Size of a credit card. And it has all the inputs and outputs that you could want on it, I believe. Correct. And, um, but it's, it's going to be a really neat thing because schools uh, will submit uh, one project per semester. So they could technically submit uh, two projects a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it'll be a neat thing where maybe we have some students who are into this sort of thing, but they're not in a computer coding class yeah. yet or web design class. So maybe a science club wants to do it as an after school kind of project or a, you know, there, maybe there's a STEM course at the school. Yeah. Um, so that's one of our new categories. We're also really excited uh, to be offering a tech degree. And what this is, is for our students who have participated um, for multiple years. So they're mm-hmm. either third or fourth year participants. 
they can apply for this tech degree program. Um, and it is an industry recognized thing through uh, Treehouse, okay. through the company Treehouse, uh, where students will have 12 different projects that they'll complete. It goes into their digital portfolio, which is then sort of their industry resume that mm -hmm. they can show prospective employers. Um, and then at the end, there's an exam that they go through. Um, so this is truly a way of giving high school students um, a certificate to show that they have met industry standards. Yeah, um, yeah, and they can totally take that if they want to leave high school and go directly into the workforce. They have that digital portfolio set, they have the credentials, um, and they, they would definitely be qualified for those entry-level developer positions. So, a lot of really cool things. Uh, we've expanded uh, professional development opportunities for educators. Mm -hmm. um, we now have uh, pet projects. So this is really exciting. One of the things that came out with um, this most recent San Francisco trip is we had a lot of these tech recruiters talk about um, encouraging the students to have pet projects, something that they're passionate about, something they're working on their own um, to add to their portfolio so mm -hmm. recruiters can sort of see their skill set and see where their interests are. Um, and we realized that it would be really neat if the Co and Dev Catalyst help provide some of these opportunities for students. Um, because we have some schools where, you know, we may have a ton of students that are really into this and we have other schools where it's just a handful of students mm -hmm. that ultimately really uh, blossom. So this year, we have partnered up with uh, Kid President and the Socktober Project. So we have selected a team of five students who are going to actually design a website for Socktober. That's awesome. So it's very, very neat. Little known fact, Kid President's from West Tennessee. Correct. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, specifically Henderson. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, <laughs> you're um, So that is, that is a, so Dev Catalyst started right here in Jackson. It's going worldwide. It's changing students' lives. It is a really awesome thing. So thank you all for joining us today. Um, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we were finally able to do this. So um, just want to say thank you for making Jackson and West Tennessee home and helping to make it a better place. Yeah, thank you.